Hi, and welcome to Comchurch Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray that it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk that you're about to hear. Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to come into your home and bring our talk today for church. Very different circumstances, very different situation, very different to have absolutely no one with us in this building this morning and we're just speaking down the lens of this camera but into your home but you know what though those things are very different God is the same yesterday today and forever and my hope is that you get something out of this talk this morning Um, I can't think of a time where we've had such drastic changes in our in my lifetime where you walk down the streets now there's nobody there um, every shop is closed it's very eerie um, I'm down here on the high street and I'm just taking walks I've never seen anything come close to this in my lifetime I expect it's kind of wartime um, since we've seen these types of things But you know what? In in my lifetime, there is one reference point that I have, and that was 9-11. On 9-11, we saw a disaster that changed our world. And I'm just going to remind us of that for one moment. You know, if you're over the age of 25, you will remember 9-11. And you'll remember where you were when you saw those news clips of the disaster that took our world. I think that in years to come, we're going to look back at COVID-19 and the pandemic and have similar memories about what happened on that date at 8.46 New York time um, on September um, the 11th, 2001, when the buildings collapsed. If you're under the age of 25, you'll also have seen it from movies and you'll have seen it on... um, on clips, on the news, and it's a vivid memory. But let me do a little experiment with us this morning in our home. If you could follow along with me, just close your eyes for a minute. Everybody that's watching the broadcast today, close your eyes. You know, 9-11 was such a cataclysmic event for us that if you close your eyes, you can see the Twin Towers. It's vivid. You can see it like as if it's there. It's in your mind's eye. It seems so unreal to look at it. You know, um, You can see the planes hit the tower and the south tower. You can see that image of the buildings giving way and beginning to like fall to the ground and the smoke plumes as that as those buildings completely collapsed. I can see crowds of people if when I close my eyes, I can see crowds and crowds of people running away from the buildings and the white smoke and dust and debris. I bet these memories in your mind as your eyes are tightly shut that are so vivid to you. Almost as clear as day, I can see the emergency services running towards the danger while everyone else is running away in fear and panic. Perhaps you can open your eyes right now and look back. Some of those images that I've just been describing are showing on the screen behind me. Amazingly, the emergency services on 9-11 saved so many lives. Many of them lost their own lives in that, um, in that horrible event. But you know what? What got me when I was watching a documentary was that um, they ran towards the problem when everybody else was running away. What was it in them? What was inside of them that despite such great personal risk, they were willing to go towards the danger? In that crisis panic moment, 
what I believe was in them had to be greater than just duty. It had to be greater than national pride or a flag or your nation. Yes, I want to help. I want to do those things. There must be something more that makes you put your life at risk to go towards the danger. As I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about the frontline staff that are currently um, going into work every day in this pandemic and operating the hospitals and caring for the elderly or that they're still keeping the emergency services running and, and they're going towards the danger in order to help others. I think the things that make someone do that is their equipment. I mean, most of those people that are professional and they had the right equipment, more importantly, they had experience and their experience was combined with a collective duty that gave them an X factor, an undescribable adrenaline, an undescribable urgency to face up to the danger that they were facing and take it on head on for the sake of everybody else in place of their own safety. That's what I think those people had. Today, I want to call this talk um, Face the Fire. We're certainly facing the fire right now in this world. My goodness, things don't look the same. Everybody's unsettled. We're stuck in our homes. Um, we're facing the fire. But the main point that I want to share today is that God never used anyone without first giving them an experience. You find me a character in God's Word um, that went on to change the world, that went on to leave a legacy, that went on to be used by God in great ways. And I can take you back into their history and find that moment where they received their experience. Moses is a wonderful example of this. He's raised in the palace, but he realized the palace people aren't my people. And he goes, I'm going to go and get back in touch with the people that uh, I came from. And he found himself in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, he's managing a flock of animals and, and there's a burning bush. And many of us have seen the film Prince of Egypt. And um, you can see it, watch it, because it's pretty accurate. But he saw a burning bush, but the bush wasn't being consumed. You can read about it in Exodus 3. I'm not going to read that this morning. There isn't time. There's going to be a link on the website right now. You can probably find it around. You'll get my notes. Um, you can get um, all of the scripture references. We'll link that to a Bible so that you can read that in your own time. But Exodus 3, you can read it right there. My goodness, there's this bush. It's burning. He would have fear in his heart. He's never seen anything like this before and he goes over to the bush and at the bush God speaks to him through the fire God spoke to him there's three other guys also Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and you can read about them in Daniel um, and the king tells them I'm going to build a statue and you must all worship uh, this new statue this new God but Shadrach Meshach and Abednego knows the God that we were worshiping this morning, the God that we were praising as the team were leading us in worship uh, earlier. And um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew that God. And they said, we won't bow down to your God. Read it in Daniel 3 this morning in your homes. Get your Bible out. And um, as we're reading there, you can see that they said, we won't bow down to your God. No matter how hot a fire you prepare, uh, no matter how you threaten our lives, we will not bow down to your God. So the king decides, let's heat the, the fiery pit up as hot as possible and throw these three guys and kill them in the fire. Um, they get thrown in the fire. And um, the king is watching this execution and he sees four men 
in the fire. And he says to his staff, why didn't we throw in three men? And they're going, there's, well, there's, I'm seeing four men in the fire. They met a son of God in the fire. And Jesus was met with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And he set them free. And they went on to do great things. The laws of their country were changed because of that moment, because they had an experience in which they met Jesus. The final Bible story that involves fire too is that moment in the upper room where the disciples and um, 120 are gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit falls on them. Everybody saw around said that there were what appeared to be tongues of fire on their head. Through the fire they received the Holy Spirit. I think these three stories are significant because in our moment of fire, in our moment of change, in our moment of difficulty, In this season where we're um, totally thrown into disarray and we're in our home, we have to face up to the fire. But when we do face up to the fire, God speaks to us. You know, in um, Moses' case, he heard God's voice. In Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's case, they met Jesus Christ. And in the case of the disciples and the 120 that went on to spread the gospel around the world, so that we would be sat here today in our homes listening to me talk and we're talking about all of these stories, they would spread that around the whole globe and God would use that 120, that through the fire of the Holy Spirit, they changed this world. So we have the trinity of fire there, meeting God, meeting Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that as you face the fire through this situation, that you would hear God's voice. That you wouldn't see um, these crazy circumstances as an opportunity to be anxious and taken down and have fear. But that we would face the fire and see the opportunity that exists for us to hear God's voice. So with all three of these stories, it was the fire that caught everybody's attention. This morning I find ourselves totally focused on pretty much one issue around the world. And it's a fiery situation, and it's catching everybody's attention. Right now, as I look at you in your home, you have an opportunity to have your attention grabbed. But you know, it's not about the fire. It's about approaching the fire and finding God's voice. It was the fire that meant everybody came to watch their demise, but it introduced Jesus into the situation. It was the fire that attracted the crowd on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, where we read that tongues of fire came on the people and empowered them to take the gospel around the world. It was the fire that caught the attention, but it was the Holy Spirit that went on to empower them. So I want to encourage you, make sure that you hear God's voice in this season. Make sure that you're taking time to hear God's voice in this season. Can I ask you to close your eyes one more time? We can have an experience in this situation that will mean God uses our lives going forward. My prayer is that this moment in history would become your experience moment. That no matter what you face on in later life and what you go through, you'll be able to close your eyes and remember how you heard God's voice when we were facing that COVID-19 situation that we all went through. This will be our experience moment. This is when we'll hear God's voice. Close your eyes. If you're in your home today and you can't see vividly, like when we saw 
the Twin Towers and the 9-11 situation, if you can't see that you've ever had an experience moment in your life where you met Jesus or where the Holy Spirit fell on you, if you close your eyes and you can't see that moment, you need to have an experience. Perhaps life has caused that those Holy Spirit moments have, have gone dim. The embers of that fire that used to burn in your life have gone out. God wants to use you and he wants to give you an experience. So my prayer for you today, if you open your eyes, is that you're able to get in touch with God in this season. In this time when things seem so dark, that you would get your vivid experience moment, your burning bush moment, the moment that you heard God's voice, that you would be able to see it. I pray for you today. If you're watching this broadcast for the first time, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour in these dark times. I want to encourage you to do that. We've got, we're able to pray with you. We're able to minister to you on the phone today. If you have not had a real experience of the power of God in your life, I can stand here with 100% certainty and promise that if you pray to God, if you reach out to him, he will come and meet you where you are in your room. So as we go into worship, I want you to close your eyes and to have an experience with the Holy Spirit. I believe that this morning we're not here by accident. We aren't doing church completely differently by accident. I believe that there is a plan and a purpose. That's why I haven't locked myself away in my home. That's why I'm not sat at home this morning and why we're just trying to find a way to get this word into your home. Because there's great encouragement. There's great, um, there's great provision. There's great love. You're never alone when you reach out to a God that loves you. So we're going to move into a time of worship. And my prayer is that this will begin an experience in your life. Thanks for listening to Comchurch Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to contact us, please visit www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless. God bless.